So the first step is to actually sit down and ask myself, who am I no longer going to be? What behaviors am I no longer going to engage in? What thought processes am I, am I going to stop? What emotions am I not going to let myself experience anymore? And identifying who the old you was so that when you start to show up that way, you can recognize it. You can become more aware of it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. Here at the show, we are in the pursuit of helping you get your best body, mind, spirit, and life. Thank you for tuning in today, depending when you're listening this. Uh, at the time of this recording, anyways, it's brand new year of 2022. And today, we're going to be talking about how to make this your best year yet, which I'm sure everybody listening is thinking that. Or even if you're listening to this at a later date, you're probably thinking, how do I make the rest of the year the best of the year? And so I want to share some ideas with you. Before I do that, though, again, I just have to thank everybody for the reviews, for the DMs, for the messages for uh, the ratings, all of it. I love it. We had a great year last year, our first year as a show. And uh, it's awesome to see. And I'm excited what we can go and do this next year. But I want to share two reviews with you. One was a friend of mine, Amber Bateman. She sent me a message. She said, hey, Ben, I have to tell you, your podcasts are truly so amazing to listen to. It's right up my alley. I'm really working on being happily dissatisfied, which is tough for me because I'm an achiever. But I'm starting to practice gratitude and be in the moment. And your podcasts are always exactly what I need to hear. Thank you. Well, Amber, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And then this just came in on Apple. Uh, this is a review from Phil6331. Thank you, Phil. And it says, I've learned so much from Ben's podcast. So, so good to learn how to be the best us and have our best life and get to the next level. He covers it all. This is a must listen podcast. It will change your life in all areas. Thank you so much, Phil. I appreciate it. Thank you, Amber. All right, everybody. Well, let's jump right into having your best year yet. I'm sure as you're listening, you're thinking that I want that. That's going to be me. And uh, some of you might even be already off to that. You're off to a great start for the year. You're crushing it. Others of you, things haven't gone the way you wanted to just yet. And others of you, you haven't even thought about it yet. And that's okay. I want to help you get a little bit better. I want to help you identify some things that maybe could help you. So I'm going to go through several points with you on things I think you could do to really start to have your best year yet. The first step, though, is maybe different than what you've thought of. The first step is to actually identify who are you going to stop being, to actually start to pay attention to what are you no longer going to do? Who are you no longer going to be? What will you stop doing? Because often we think about, okay, I'm going to change this. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing this. But what we don't realize is that there's a reason why we haven't done those things yet. There's a reason why you haven't started that workout plan. There's a reason why you're not making as many calls as you'd like to in your business. There's a reason why you're not making as much money. You're not as happy. Your relationship's not as strong, whatever it is. So yes, we want to look at what are the things that I'm going to implement, obviously. But we also have to pay attention to what am I going to stop doing? What are the things that are getting in the way? So the first step is to actually sit down and ask myself, who am I no longer going to be? What behaviors am I no longer going to engage in? What thought processes am I, am I going to stop? What emotions am I not going to let myself experience anymore? And identifying who the old you was so that when you start to show up that way, you can recognize it. You can become more aware of it. And if you become aware, if you write down, listen, I am no longer, no longer going to go for, I don't know, say you want to stop eating after eight o'clock. I am no longer going to eat after eight o'clock because one of your goals is to get in better shape. 
I'm no longer eating after eight or 7 p.m. I don't know, whatever you say. And you actually write that down. Well, guess what? The next time that you're in the fridge or you're in the cupboard, you're looking for some food and it's eight o'clock, you will be so much more aware that, hold on a sec, I'm about to do this. Do I really want to do this? Is this in alignment with my future? Is this in alignment with who I really want to be? And by becoming aware, by writing it down, by paying conscious attention, you become more conscious in the moment. The, the more you become conscious, the less you go unconscious. And so much of what we're doing, so much of the change that we're looking to make is to stop going unconscious all the time, to stop being our old habits, to stop being our old behaviors. So what are you going to stop doing? Write it down. Write it down. You don't need 10 things. Pick one or two or three. I'm going to stop this. or I'm going to stop thinking this. way. I'm going to stop feeling this. And then again, does that mean you'll be perfect at it all the time? No, right? You'll still make mistakes, but that's okay. You're making progress. And then you recognize, oh man, I didn't realize it. Frick, I started eating food after eight again. Frick, I, you know, I procrastinated on this or I started doing this, but you caught it later in the day and then you replay it mentally instead how you want to be. So we're going to let go of the old before we bring in the new. So your first step, identify who are you no longer going to be? Who are you going to stop showing up as? Second step, now we got to identify who is the new you. What does, if you're going to have your best year yet, what does your best year yet look like? What are the milestones you want to hit? What are the new behaviors you want to develop? What's the new feelings you want to generate? What's the new level of success you want to have in whatever areas you're focused on? So what does your best year yet look like? If you're going to have your best year yet, we need to be clear. We need to have, you know, we want to have some evidence evidence of, hey, this is what this is going to look like when I'm there. I'm going to know I have my best year when these things are starting to happen. And then start to write those down. So what do those things look like? Is it an income milestone that you want to hit? Is it a, a weight that you want to weigh? Is it a strength you want to hit? Is it a uh, quality of relationships? Is it a level of success in your business and your body and uh, you know a certain habit you want to develop? I don't know. It might be a combination of many of these things. So there could be several things that you want to engage in, but we got to define them. So what does it look like? What does it look like? What does it look like? You know, you've heard me talk about this so many times. Clarity equals power. Clarity equals power. The more clear you are, the more powerful you are. The less clear you are, the less powerful you are. Often, so many people just have another year like the previous year because they're not willing to take the time to stop and think. They might have even heard other people talk about this stuff, but we don't. if we don't take the time to stop and think, who am I no longer to be? Who do I want to start being? What is success to me? What does my best year look like? If we don't stop and think about this, we don't write it down and we don't review it, the likelihood of us changing is very low because it's so easy to go unconscious. 95% of what we do is unconscious. By the time you're 35, 95% of what you do, thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are a set of unconscious programs, 95%. So that means most of the time for the average person, we're going unconscious, but we can wake up more. We can become more conscious. We can become more aware. And the starting point to becoming more aware is to identify, to identify, to write down and then review. What does my best year look like? What does my best success look like? Now, if you just write it down once, that's better than not doing it. But if you write it down and then you start to review that daily and you start to see yourself there even better, we've talked about that on previous episodes. I'm not going to jump into today, but to actually see yourself already there, to mentally rehearse yourself already being there. So important. I'm going to do a future episode all on mental rehearsal. All right. So those are the first two that we're going to pay attention to. The third thing I want to talk to you about, if we are going to create your best year yet, if you are going to create your best year yet, it boils down to one major word, habits, habits, habits. 
But the thing about habits is this, you already have a whole set of habits. What we're talking about is creating new ones. In order to create a new one, it's going to require a word before that, discipline and commitment. Because before something new can become a habit, it must be repeated time and time again. Habits don't magically happen. They happen because we repeat behaviors. A habit is nothing more than a bunch of neurons firing and wiring together and creating a neural network. And when they do this enough times, it becomes very easy for the brain to fire that pattern. It's almost like if you're walking through a forest in a way, and when you originally walk through the forest, and this is a new behavior you want, or any behavior, and you're walking through the forest and it's very crowded, it's very hard to get through, you gotta push through all the brush, your branches, you're tripping over stuff, everything. But then you keep walking through that forest every day and you keep walking through it, the same path every day, the same path, the same path. What happens? What happens is you start to wear down some of that debris. You start to wear down a bunch of those branches. You start to create a groove or a path that now when somebody else comes along, they can see there's a clear path and it's much easier to walk. Well, that's what habits are in the brain. They start out as the forest. They start out as all over the place. They're hard to get through. It's hard to create because it's just a mess. But then when you keep doing that, you do that behavior again. You do that behavior again. You do that behavior again. And you do it again. Well, guess what? You're starting to create the pathway in your brain that makes it easy to walk. So you're starting to create the neural circuitry, the neural structures, the neural network that allows your brain to fire it very easily. And so now all of a sudden, once you've done it enough times, the brain very easily can go into boom. All right, making calls is easy. Let's do it. That's part of who we are. Or getting to the gym at this time is part of who we are. Or I don't eat after eight. That's part of who I am, whatever it might be. So really taking a look at what are the habits, the behaviors, first of all, that they start out that require discipline and commitment, but we're going to form these into habits. Now, my recommendation to when you're looking at this, there might be 10 things that you're thinking of. There might be 15. There might even be five. I would only pick one or two to start. I wouldn't pick more than two. And if anything, I'd probably pick what's the number one, which one of these behaviors will have the greatest ROI, their greatest return on investment or the greatest impact in my life. What's the one that will, maybe you pick two, maybe if you're in the, if you're in the habit of doing this already, uh, perhaps you pick two, but I certainly wouldn't pick more than two because our brains only got so much capacity in any given day. And if you overload it with too many things to do, you're not going to do any of them well. But if you pick one or two, I'm going to master this. I'm going to make this part of my life. This is the year I'm going to make working out part of my life. Just a quick little side story. I had been on and off working out for years. And then last year, uh, I want to say around August, July, somewhere around there, I made the decision that, okay, this is it. I'm going to get serious about working out. And so my habit was real simple. I needed to get to the gym lifting weights once a week. I hired a personal trainer. It might not sound like a lot to you going once a week. And I had people, friends in my life to listen, you're not going to get the results you want going once a week, but I didn't care. I just wanted to build the habit. And so I've gone once a week, almost every week for the last, whatever it's been, six or seven months. And uh, yeah, I got to tell you, I mean, the results have been great. It's been awesome. But here's what's happened along the way. Some weeks I ended up going twice because I wanted to. Uh, you know, some weeks I ended up working out three times that week. And now I'm actually inspired to look at, okay, I'm going to raise my commitment. I was committed to once a week. Now, what if I commit to two or three times a week? But it started with starting small. So that's my next point is you pick one or two, but then start small. What's the victory for you? You know, you might tell yourself, well, I, right now I wake up at 7 a.m. or 7.30 and I'm going to start getting up at 5.30. And that might work for you, but you could just start getting up a little bit. I'm going to get up at 6.30 and start with that for a while and have that as a victory and then scale it back. And as you do the behavior more and more and more and more, you're walking through the forest, creating the pathway. 
it becomes easier. So now to go from 6.30 to quarter after six to six is not so difficult to do from jumping from 7.30 to six as an example or 5.30. So your habits. It's not just your habits, but it's the behaviors you're going to dedicate yourself to. That's what's going to make your year your best year yet because we become the product of our habits. We all do. But in order for a habit to become a habit, it needs to be a disciplined, committed behavior first. Pick one or two. Start small. And it brings me to my next point. If you really want to make this your best year, we got to start to track it and measure. Track and measure. My good friend Katya Harrison said this once, that when you measure something, when you track it, it makes it objective. There's no story. There's no excuses. There's no nothing. It's just, listen, I said I was going to do this X amount of times a week, and I did it this many. I said I was going to make this many contacts. I did it this many. I said that I was going to work out X amount of times. I did it this many. But if you don't measure it, it's easy to be delusional. It's easy to think to yourself, no, 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 I'm doing a good job. It's not that bad. And you might even think over the last few weeks, you did it more than you actually did. We're all experts at lying to ourselves. We are all pros at deluding ourselves. In Steve Siebold's great book, 177 Mental Toughness Secrets, the first secret he talks about is objective reality, is that world-class performers, the pros operate from objective reality. And middle-class performers are the most delusional out of all the groups thinking they're doing more than they actually are. And we can all fall into middle-class thinking at times. I know I certainly do at times, but the pros, the greats, they're objective. One of the best ways to be objective is you measure it, you track it. If you said you were going to meditate every day and you measure it and you only did it three days that week, well, we know, okay, I'm not meditating every day. I got something to improve on. It's not about feeling bad. It's not about feeling guilty. It's not about judging yourself for what you didn't do. It's about being aware of, all right, listen, I'm clearly, this is not a habit yet. Clearly, this is, I'm still falling into the old self. So I'm gonna have to double up on this. I'm gonna work harder at this. I'm gonna dial in a little bit more, track it and measure it. My next point is where this ties into tracking and measuring. I said, don't feel guilty about not doing it. And it's so true. When you're focused on making changes in your life, you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna slip up. You're not going to be perfect every time. Your habits aren't going to be dialed in every time. Your behaviors are not going to always be in alignment with the ideal of what you'd like to. That's part of being human. Everybody in the world goes through it. Even the people you idolize and then think are the best, they must never have debt. I promise you, they make mistakes. They fall off course. They're just, uh, they get back on track better, uh, faster, pardon me. But here's my point to you is learn to focus on what's right rather than what's wrong. So I'm having a conversation with my friend the other day. And we're talking about behaviors, uh, Scott. And uh, as Scott and I are talking, he's doing a lot of great stuff. I mean, the guy's a champion. He's doing tons of great stuff. And um, But there's a few things he wasn't doing that he wanted to. And the conversation we had was that, hey, man, listen, if you focus on what you're not doing, you're going to feel really bad and have a tendency to stop, you know, continue doing things you don't want to do. But if you focus on the good things you are doing, you're going to feel really good. And when you focus on what you are doing well, it inspires you to continue to do well. It inspires you to keep finding more opportunities. It's like the one workout a week I was doing. It's not very, it's not a lot. It's not a massive thing, but that one thing has inspired me to eat better. That one thing has inspired me to start working out more often. That one thing has inspired me to get better sleep. I mean, it's been amazing. And the same thing, if I was focused on the fact that, oh man, I'm not even working out three days a week. I mean, if I really want to get, I got to be doing three, I'm only doing one. Well, guess what? I'm going to feel like crap. And if I feel like crap, I'm going to look for escapes from that, eating worse, you know, staying up later, all, all those sorts of things. 
So focus on what's right rather than what's wrong. Now, I got to tell you what's funny about this. I'm talking about this and I caught myself a day later after I had this conversation with Scott, I caught myself a day later doing the exact same thing. I said, oh crap, I didn't do this this week. I didn't do this this week. But then I realized, hold on a sec. I'm focusing on what I didn't do. What are all the things I did do? And I went through all these things that I did do that week. And I had a great week. There was a few things I didn't do that I set out to. And when I was focused on those, I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't feeling productive. I wasn't feeling inspired. But the minute I shifted my focus, I started to feel much more inspired. This kind of ties into tracking, but a little bit different. My next point I want to talk to you about is the review process. To learn to review your weeks, to learn to review your month, and to learn to review your quarters. Now, depending on your personality type, some of you are already pretty structured and disciplined that this is part of your routine. This is what you, you review your weeks, you review your months, you review your quarters. Some of you guys will have a tendency, if you're like me, where maybe we put that off a little bit more and you maybe you don't do it quite as often. But the review process is very powerful to actually stop and think about what did I learn this week? What was beneficial? What were my successes? What do I want to improve on? That's a good weekly focus, right? What actually happened? To monthly to see how in align were your activities, your behaviors with your goals. Right. And what's the progress that you made? And then quarterly to review your goals for the quarter, but then set new ones for the new quarter. Most people, what they do, if they do set goals, they set them once a year at the beginning of the year. And then they're excited about them for about two weeks. And then they fall off course. And then they get totally uh, disappointed and they're feeling like they're failing. And then they don't even review their goals again until the next year. And their year is nowhere near as productive as it could be. But what if you were reviewing regularly? What if you were making changes regularly? What if you were taking a look at and saying, hey, I'm going to review my week, week by week. I'm going to see where I'm succeeding and where I'm failing now. Not to feel bad, but to, to know so that I can improve. I'm going to review monthly. What's my goals for this next month? You know what? I didn't hit my goals this last month, but I made progress here, here, and here. What am I committed to this month? I'm going to review this quarter. How much more effective would you be? And those of you that lead teams, as I know many of you do in your business and careers, what if you were helping your teammates do this weekly or monthly or bare minimum quarterly? And my last point on that subject, just so you know, is to reset each month and quarter. And what do I mean? If you had an awesome month, you can certainly carry that success into the next one. But that month is already done. So we can't rest on, you know, rest on our laurels is the expression, but we can't just sit there and think, well, I had a great month. I'm going to take it easy. Or you had a terrible month and nothing went right. And you told yourself you'd do all these things and you didn't do any of them. You didn't start working out. You worked out your first week and you stopped entirely. Your eating habits are terrible. Your business isn't going good. Your career is not good. Whatever. doesn't matter. Reset, 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 reset. Every new day is a clean slate. Every week is a clean slate, but certainly every month. So don't let a bad month become a bad quarter or a bad year. Don't let a bad week turn into a bad month. You have the choice to reset. Forget it. You can't change the last week. You can't change yesterday. You can't change the last month or last quarter. You just can't. There's nothing you can do about it. It's already done. But you can certainly change what you're going to do. You can certainly change what you're doing now. You can certainly redirect yourself. You might have fallen off course. Get yourself back on track. And my last point in really making this year the best year yet is you, you have to find some people you can align yourself with. Who are people that are aligned with you that have similar goals, a similar mindset? They're focused on making changes in their life too and finding yourselves whether you call it an accountability partner um, or you call it a peak performance partner or a mastermind group. I mean, I don't care what you call it. It doesn't matter what you call it, but find people that elevate your game. 
who are people that are leveling up their life like you are? Who are people that are really starting to get after things like you are? Who are people that want to make changes? And if you're not sure where to find them, if you say, man, none of my friends are like that. None of my family are like that. Well, hey, there's so many people online. All you got to do is get in social media and you can follow certain groups and you can be a part of different forums and follow people on Instagram that are like that. And you might not have direct access to them, but maybe you do. Maybe you can message them, communicate with them. Maybe they respond. Maybe they don't respond, but you find people like that. There's people out there. If you're looking, you'll find it. Find people that level up your game. And my advice to you is when you align with people that have similar goals, if you can find people that are even further than where you are, if they're better shaped than you are, they make more money than you do, their business is better, their, their habits are better, whatever, it's going to make you uncomfortable. That's a great thing because it's going to cause you, you're going to think to yourself, you know what, I want to get up to their game. I want to, I want to be like them. And so that discomfort is a good thing. What I notice in a lot of people is they have a, 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 a habit of gravitating towards those they feel comfortable with because those they feel comfortable with don't challenge them. They don't push them outside the comfort zone. They don't push them outside the known. We all do this, by the way. So we need to regularly evaluate who are the people I'm spending time with. Are they helping me become better? Are they elevating my game or is it just a comfortable relationship because it doesn't cause me to grow? I really want you to think about that. So in closing, quick review. Number one, identify who you're no longer going to be. What are you going to stop doing? Number two, who are you going to be? What does your best year yet look like? Number three, what are the behaviors that you want to turn into habits? One or two to start with. Now, if you get that one or two down the first three, four or five months, six months of the year, we can add a couple more, but start with one or two. Number four, track it and measure it. Track it and measure it. Track it and measure it. Number five, focus on what's right rather than what's wrong. Number six, review weekly, monthly, quarterly, Number seven, reset every week, month, quarter. So it's a clean slate. And number eight is align yourself with people that are on the same frequency as you. Align yourself with people that are thinking like you are or even higher. They want to elevate their game. They're challenging themselves. Find an accountability partner. Find a peak performance partner to level up your game. Everybody, hey, thank you so much for tuning in. Happy New Year. I want this to be the best year of your life. Please reach out to me, share this episode. If you're new to the show, subscribe. Do me a favor. If you haven't done this yet, uh, number one, click subscribe. But number two, go leave us a review. Even a few words makes a massive difference on the show. Thank you, everybody. Look forward to seeing you soon. Bye. Bye.